The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Voice of Search podcast. My name is Tyson Stockton from Previsible.io. Joining me today is Lainey Graham, who's the Senior Digital Editor and SEO Manager at Clemson University. Clemson University was founded with a land-grant mission and innovative vision to increase material resources for the state as a high seminary of learning. Since that time, the university has grown to esteem and impact earning the R1 classification as one of the nation's most active research institutes. And yesterday, Lainey and I talked about keyword research as a starting point for storytelling. And today we're going to continue the conversation by discussing the relationship between on-page SEO and content strategy. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's my conversation with Lainey Graham, Senior Digital Editor and SEO Manager at Clemson University. Lainey, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, excited to be here. So how's it going in South Carolina? I know most of the country's kind of bundled up and snowing. Are you guys staying a little warm still? We are. No snow, that's for sure. We wouldn't get that till maybe January or February, but it's usually sunny and 50 these days. December's a good time to be in South Carolina. Yeah, not not too bad. 
as we were chatting before the podcast, I was actually in South Carolina just about a month ago. And yeah, quite impressed. The weather was amazing. Nice beaches. Definitely not a bad place to be in December. So yesterday, we, we kind of jumped all over. We talked about keyword research and storytelling. And then I got a little distracted, was running into all different directions, learning about kind of just how things work at the university level. I thought it was super fascinating, though, because there's so many parallels between the university as well as in like enterprise businesses. But the way that you're talking about it and some of the tips, like starting with listening to others when you're trying to educate and communicate to them, as well as kind of the visualizations to break down some of those barriers, I think they can be super, super helpful takeaways for kind of anyone within SEO. But today we're going to be kind of moving forward to the relationship between on-page and content strategy. So how do you see the connection between these two topics? I think they're directly connected. Whenever we started our redesign for Clemson.edu, I was working day in, day out closely with a content strategist who was mapping content flows and thinking about the way in which our users would navigate our site. And we kind of started with a blank slate and said, what do we need to put on our top level pages of this website? <laughs> and so I said, well, what, what do we need to rank for? What do people need to know about? Cause that needs to be at the highest level. So we did keyword research. And as we kind of mapped content to different areas of the site, keyword research was a, a crucial part of that process. At the time, our university admissions highest landing page was in spot maybe five or six for the keyword like Clemson admissions. So that was one of our top search keywords at the time. And that was a major red flag to me that we needed to focus on that. And so what we did was we conducted keyword research, looked at the highest volume searches related to our brand. And then we broke it down further and looked at keyword groupings for our different sections of the website, admissions related queries people have, research related queries, campus life related queries, and then overarching brand related queries. And the main thing people wanted to know, and we're actually in Google's like year of search report in 2016, and it was where's Clemson University? Where's their football team from? because we won the national championship for the first time in a long time at that point. And so I was like, we really need to answer this question and we need to do it in a few different ways so that we're not duplicating content, but we're capturing everyone's queries for that. So we ended up taking our keywords or the highest search volume keywords related to each area and building that into the content for our top landing pages. So in the admission space on our page, that's about visiting Clemson, you'll see a content block that's answering, where's Clemson, South Carolina? Here's where we are. Here's what it's like. Here are some ways to get here if you're going to have a visit. And then in our about page, we have a content block, like our overarching about page for the university that talks about Clemson University is located here in the foothills of the South Carolina mountains. So we just answer the question a few different ways so that people can find it on our site um, without duplicating the content. And then we made sure to put the um, queries people are looking for related to admissions and headers on our respective pages within that section so that now we're ranking obviously in spot one for, for those top queries. Excellent. And I like the strategy too, where it sounds like you're almost kind of like 
And a, a friend of mine were talking about this like not too long ago of the strategy of going after these like stacked rankings for key terms and trying to differentiate the content for it. And it sounds like that was kind of your your same approach here. So I mean, you mentioned like the admissions page and moving that one up like for that example that you're saying, like, I'm guessing you guys had probably like three, maybe like four of the top five, like <laughs> was most of the the SERP page kind of just owned by the university there? Like how how well did that perform those strategies? To begin, um, when you were to search, where's Clemson? We were showing up at the bottom of the uh, the SERP and generally Google's, you know, answers was providing that. And now we're in the first two or three spots. And I think the better example is probably our admissions related strategy. So when before we redesigned the website, if you were to search Clemson admissions, we showed up at the bottom of the SERP or like apply to Clemson. We were at the very bottom <laughs> and we didn't have unique meta titles or descriptions at the time. And the top ranking sites for applying to Clemson were some college aggregator sites. So I actually don't remember the name of them, but it was three or four different general like higher type websites that had large domains and solid traffic and they had information about Clemson. So they were ranking ahead of us. So we made sure that we focused heavily on our admissions related keywords especially like Clemson admissions, how to apply. We created actually a section of our admissions domain with pages specifically that are how to apply to Clemson as a first-year student, how to apply to Clemson as a transfer student, how to apply to Clemson as an international student, because that was the one area where our admissions team felt strongly that each audience needed uh, specific application instructions, because it's a bit different if you're applying as first year or transfer or internationally. And that was a little bit of a, a content approach debate that we had for a long time. Do we create the whole experience based on what type of audience you are? Or do we create it as we have one primary audience, which is prospective students? And then when it comes to the nitty gritty of applying, we create specific instructions for each group. So that was kind of our our compromise or the approach we decided on so we weren't duplicating much content. And that approach led us to earn the first five or six organic results related to applying on the cert page because we were able to create the high-level content for the larger volume um, short-tail keywords and then drill down and create specific content for our longer, longer-tail keywords with the admissions group who have that expertise that no one else is going to have. So that enabled us to kind of leverage the the expertise there in your EEAT model. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. 
Prefizzle's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Yeah, I feel like that's a, almost kind of like a textbook SEO practice there of, you know, highlighting the intent, the clear advantage and asset that you have, but then making those adjustments that you can have the placement and yeah, I mean, it feels like rightfully so that's the placement that you should have. But I think that's just like feels like a very just by the book example of like how it is done in that sense. Yeah. Being and this is, I guess, jumping back a little bit to, to yesterday, but being within a big organization like schools, just like any other large organization, I feel like sometimes can be a little notorious for some levels of bureaucracy or yeah, red tape to get things done. Within the context of kind of like this episode, have you ran into situations where you felt like, man, the content strategy is trying to achieve one thing, but we're really handcuffed in what we can do from an on-page SEO because of a particular page template or some other, I guess, uh, ownership maybe of parts of the website? Like, how challenging is that to sometimes bring to life the content strategy with on-page SEO when there are so many stakeholders and so many kind of cooks in the kitchen when it comes to a university the size of Clemson? It can be extremely challenging. I mean, the way I talked through our the previous example was pretty straightforward, but it was a process that took probably a year to implement and that was maybe 30 web pages we were trying to iron out so at the time I was new to the university it was one of the first projects I worked with that team on and so there was a level of trust that had to be earned and developed and that's what gets things done most of the time kind of cuts through the bureaucracy and levels of position hierarchy and things like that it's just you have to develop trust between different parties so we run in, We still run into challenges accomplishing our content strategy um, because, as a whole, the web team manages Clemson.edu um, and is like the final owner. We're responsible for make, making sure the website's healthy, and we're following our content strategy, focusing on our primary audience, and just keeping the the content aligned. And um, we definitely run into situations where different campus stakeholders have valid ideas and goals they want to accomplish and they are the subject matter experts in their area so we just have to do a lot of um, talking and communicating and just reiterating that we're on the same team (laughs) across the university so templates aren't usually a problem for us when it comes to uh, accomplishing our SEO or content strategy because our web team created the suite of templates that we have to use for clemson.edu and they're easy to work in and they're set up to create strong web pages and they're fully accessible. So 
all of that kind of technical and design aspect in, in a large way is taken care of for us by them. I think that the biggest challenge in accomplishing our SEO strategy is um, just working with campus partners to make sure that when we're looking at making an update to their site or creating new content, we're doing it in a way that's not duplicative. That's probably the biggest challenge, just making sure we can say, hey, we already have this actually presented over here with this division. So we could link to that or create a small content block that calls it out or share this message through a story of an individual, but this base content already exists somewhere. So we don't need to recreate that. That's probably one of the biggest challenges. Absolutely. No, and I think um, your examples, not just in this episode, but the last one, I feel like really demonstrates a strong understanding of like that recognition of duplicate content and how you can have the same topic on multiple pages as long as you're taking and addressing like a different aspect. And you use the example of like, where is Clemson? And you have the intent of, hey, I'm interested in going to Clemson. I'm planning a visit to Clemson or someone else that's maybe like, hey, I just saw you guys won the national championship. (laughs) Where is this school? So I think like that understanding of intent really makes a lot of sense when it comes to having similar content. I could see, especially in a university, why that would be something quite common. I'd like to go back just a little bit in what you said, because I assume that was like a big, big challenge and probably a bit frustrating for you. So you're new to the school, obviously Clemson admissions, prime key keyword for you, given the objective that you have. I'm sure like or I'm making some assumptions here, but I'm assuming you came in, you see this, you see where the existing performance is. You're like probably getting excited. Great, I can make a huge impact here. And then you made the comment of it took you a year to kind of get through, build that trust. I guess one, how did you keep your patience through that? Because I think this is something that's super common for other SEOs where it's like, we know what needs to get done. We believe we have the answer and we try and maybe it doesn't work and you run into the wall and I've seen SEOs just get frustrated and kind of give up. So you come in, you know it's a priority. Like from what you've explained, Clemson admissions, that's like has to be probably your number one <laughs> most important keyword. How did you keep that persistence to build the trust to not give up to keep kind of persisting on it like how how'd you do that without going too crazy (laughs) well i mean the first thing i think about is we had a large team or not a large team but we had a core team who was working on the web redesign and so we had a content strategist i mentioned i was working directly with and then I was in a little bit more, I was in the SEO and copywriting kind of portion of that. We had a marketing director and a few other folks from the Marcom team, if you will. And then we had our admissions group that we were working with to create the content. So yeah, we were new to each other. We were new to the redesign process and working together on it. So we ran into some collaborative challenges uh, just in terms of seeing the content in different ways, looking at it and different ways Uh, and something we had to communicate and help um, our admissions team understand was the larger view of 
the website because we hadn't redone any of it yet. So we learned, oh, they need to see what the the whole landscape is going to look like so they can understand their important role in it. And so we can define that. So I think in terms of running into disagreements and persevering through that, I would just have to talk to the people around me and say like, does this make sense? Am I making sense or am I saying something that is wrong? (laughs) And having a gut check with people who understand or are coming from a similar perspective was helpful. And then also saying like, can you help me understand where they're coming from? Just so I could try to put myself in their shoes and say like, it's scary. It feels like someone's taking your content and telling you what to do with it. So how do we like allay those fears (laughs) and help them understand we're working together? So yeah, I think that in general, I just really love Clemson, so I wasn't going to give up because I knew we had to, we had to own these keywords. <laughs> it was not, not an option. So, love for Clemson overcomes all. <laughs> but more specifically, like talking to coworkers to make sure that what I was saying wasn't wrong, first of all, and then um, just for encouragement too. Yeah, we were all in it together, so um, it was just something we knew we had to accomplish and. Yeah, just talking to each other as a gut check and then trying to think about the perspective of the people we were working with was very helpful. And now we have great relationships, great working relationships with the admissions team, and it's very collaborative. And I think that both of us have learned a lot from each other's perspective. So it's one of our strongest relationships now. (laughs) That's excellent. And the big takeaway is kind of love for the product or I guess in your case, leading um, orange and purple um, to keep the energy up to go through it. But I feel like, again, your your approach of the understanding on the other side is is really key. And it feels like as you talk about this, that allows you to probably approach multiple conversations that might be a bit more confrontational, I think typically from what I've seen with like other SEOs or organizations where you get egos swinging around, but having that approach of understanding where they're coming from, why it is, but then that persistence and belief of, hey, I love Clemson, (laughs) we have to work together for this. Yeah, I mean, I know it probably seems like just one of the pieces of yeah what you've accomplished there but i'm sure that had to feel pretty good like after the end of that kind of year long battle or persistence to kind of regain that placement um so yeah congratulations on that there was one point where i got so frustrated in a meeting i started writing out the code of the page on a whiteboard and i was like we have to do it this way cuz this is what's going to happen to this content and this is how it's going to be evaluated and it was like that was one of the worst things I've ever done probably in my whole career. <laughs> and that's where the the takeaway of making things visual comes from. Don't write code on a whiteboard. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> and time consuming, I, I would assume. A little bit. Excellent. Well, with that, that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thank you again to Lainey Graham, Senior Digital Editor and SEO Manager at Clemson University for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Lainey, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in the show notes or visit the website clemson.edu. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link to our show notes to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to the podcast, head over to thevoiceofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also send your topic selections, SEO questions, or apply to be a guest speaker on the VOS pod. Of course, you can reach out to our social media team. The show's handle is at Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is at Tyson underscore Stockton. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish a new episode every workday. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's all for today. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Search podcast. Oh,